This is my friend's place, and I beat you, TLP Gainesville. I know we were finally intertwined. You put me back to safety. Too bad that we lost a lot of time. Alright, but I'll get off of that. I don't wanna overanalyze. I'm just so glad you saved me.
That is the last week's closer on my friend's place from Teen Days called Modern Compromise. Hearing it this week here on the warm-up mix. Uh, before that, you had Bicep. The song titles Water, which features Clara LaSanne. Then you heard new music from Raylan Baxter called Rubber Band Man. After that, new music from LCD Sound System, New Body Roomba, from the film White Noise. Then it was Dan Mangan, All Roads. And then after that, you had Foulness with High. There you go. That's what you heard on the warm-up mix this week on My Friend's Place. So what I'm going to do right now is I'm going to introduce a brand new segment. And I've been wanting to do a food segment for a while since the um, great Candy's Gainesville completely got brought to its knees from scandal after scandal after scandal. So it left kind of a void in the local reviews for food. And I'm going to call my uh, segment, my show, within a show, Sawdoggin. Now... When you hear the name Slaw Dog, and probably the first thing that pops into your mind is that, oh, he's going to go around, he's going to review all the great Slaw Dogs in Gainesville. So anywhere that's got a hot dog with Slaw on top of it, and that does sound like a really good idea for a uh, restaurant review or a bit, but that's not what I'm doing for my version of Slaw Dog. Uh, my version of Slaw Dog is my search across Alachua County um, for the one side dish that everyone seems to love. That's right, coleslaw. Um, so I'm gonna go around and I know, hopefully when you're slaw dogging, you're kind of thinking like raw dogging. I don't wanna go too much about what raw dogging means on basically a family, a community, radio station, but let's just say it has something to do with unprotected. And that's my version of slaw dogging. I'm going to be eating coleslaw that is quote unquote unprotected. What exactly does that mean? It means I am not going to add any seasonings, no salt, no pepper, no garlic salt, nothing to the slaws that I taste. Also, since I'm having it unprotected, I am not going to eat the slaw with whatever meal I purchased with. I'm going to wait at least 24 hours and put it in the refrigerator so what I don't want is the seasonings or the meal that I'm having it with to affect like my review of the coleslaw. So you know, for example, if I'm eating a great beef brisket, I don't want the score of the beef brisket to affect the score of the coleslaw. I want them to be totally independent. So um, here we go. I've got slaw number one. And I'm not going to say a lot about it. I will say the saw came in a, I guess, a four-ounce uh, clear plastic cup. It was actually paired, uh, paired rather, uh, from a meal from a very popular local uh, independent seafood restaurant in Gainesville. So I ate the meal, and I saved the coleslaw. And now I'm going to do my tasting about 24 hours after the meal as to not let that great meal influence my score. So looking down at the coleslaw, a um, little bit disappointing. There is not a, much of a variety in colors. But if you pick the coleslaw in the clear container up and you look at it through the side version, you see a nice variety of colors, including some purples and some orange, um, which I'm very happy to see because color really matters when you've got a good coleslaw. Um, so there's some purple cabbage in here, 
ample carrots, um, maybe a little bit of onion, I'm not exactly sure. Um, but the next thing that I'm noticing about this particular slaw is that it is kind of a dry slaw. Now dry, normally when we say dry, that's bad in almost every uh, form of cooking. But in this particular case, dry, when I'm talking about a slaw, means that it looks like it's a vinegar-based instead of like a creamy mayonnaise-based slaw. All right, so I'm gonna give it a try. Oh, okay, so um, this particular slaw has a very tangy flavor um, with a little bit of zinc, which I like, and the perfect amount of crunch. Another thing that I really like about this particular slaw is that the vegetables, they're well divided and spread out over the slaw, not kind of bunched together. Um, and I have to say that I do really like this flavor and this particular recipe, which means for me, it's going to be a high-scoring slaw. Now, this is the first episode, and I don't want to go too high on the score uh, because it doesn't give me any room future to go up and down. Um, so what I'm going to do, I think, for this one is I'm going to go with a really solid 8 out of 10. Now, when we come back at the end, I may have to actually bump this up um, once I've done a lot of reviews, depending on how the other ones come out. Um, but right now, I'm going to call this one an 8 out of 10. And now, here comes the big reveal, the restaurant that it came from. Oh yeah, and one quick note. Um, in no way is this uh, segment or this show sponsored by any of the restaurants that I'm reviewing. Um, but if you are a restaurant in Gainesville, uh, just a quick note that you are more than welcome to come in and sponsor my show or sponsor another show or do underwriting um, with uh, WGOT and in particular my friend's place. Um, right now we have Daily Green as our restaurant underwriter, which basically means I can't even review their slaw right now. But um, anyway, mystery slaw number one. Eight out of ten, very tangy, uh, nice color, very crunchy, not soggy, um, vinegar-based. Where's it come from? Here we go. It's from, drumroll please. You can't imagine the drumroll in your head, that is. It's from... Northwest Grill. So there you go. That's a big eight on the big coleslaw board. If you know a restaurant or you work for a restaurant or maybe you just have a great coleslaw that you make, um, slide into the uh, DMs at WGOT on our Facebook page and let us know. And maybe I'll do a coleslaw review of your restaurant or maybe even just like a personal saw that you make. Anyway, let's get into some more new music. After uh, Stall Doggin, number one, and let's do Alves after the earthquake. Thank you for listening to my friend's place here on WGOT LP Gainesville.
Let it 
That is Ghost Funk Orchestra with Y. And thank you so much for tuning in to my friend's place this week here on WGOT LP Gainesville. Really trying to protect my voice this week as uh, it's allergy season for me, usually in September, but October this year has been kind of bad. So I'm really trying to hang on to my voice. That's why you're getting the uh, more uh, sexy, uh, traditional DJ deep voice. But anyway, also in that music mix, uh, ladies and gents. Leading off, you had Alves with After the Earthquake. Then it was uh, Nisa with Sever. Then you heard Faulty DL, Godlight, featuring Joe Goddard. Um, after that, one from Blood Orange, Jesus Freak Lighter. Probably the third or fourth time you've heard that here on My Friend's Place. Then new music from Teebs NES. I think that probably stands for Nintendo Entertainment System, but maybe it doesn't. Um, after that, you had The Hangman with Boundless and Infinite. And there you go. You caught up to everything you've heard this week here on My Friend's Place. Quick reminder, you can find me online by searching, searching, try to say that again, searching uh, for Cramela, which is C-R-A-M-E-L-A. If you can spell that, it'll take you to Cramela Mix Show, where you'll find past episodes of My Friend's Place and my more electronic music-based show, uh, Cramela Mix Show. Also, while you're online, WGOT, we have a Facebook page. Give us a like. That'll help keep you up to date with everything going on here at the show. And before I do any more plugs, let me get into my next segment because my voice is going again. Earlier, introduced a brand new segment called Slaw Doggin, where I'm going to do a great search around Gainesville trying to find the ultimate coleslaw. So if you missed that, you can listen online at some other point. But what I'm going to do in this segment is do... Uh, something we've been doing since the very beginning, which is reviewing movies and TV shows. So I'm going to do one of each this week. And the first thing I'm going to talk about is this R-rated action comedy um, that I liked about these assassins on a train chasing a MacGuffin. If you're not sure what a MacGuffin is in like movie terms, it's whatever object that people are, are chasing after, which is kind of the center of almost every single action film. And it is called Bullet Train. Now, Bullet Train, like I said, it's an R-rated action comedy. It got all these assassins basically going for the same McGuffin. And it is really colorful and very stylistic and actually pretty funny. Um, great cast. Uh, the biggest name is Brad Pitt. Uh, he's by far the biggest star. But like I said, overall, the cast was really strong. And um, in addition, I have like a strong... There's also some really cool um, cameos that pop up uh, from major actors. The problem, though, with Bullet Train, and and I did like it, but uh, Bullet Train is a two-hour, or excuse me, yeah, two-hour, ten-minute movie that could have easily been an hour and a half long. Um, Just a little bit of editing. There was so much extra stuff that got uh, brought into the movie. And by the end, it got a little bit repetitive, and my interest was starting to wane uh, by the two hours. Um, so what would I compare it to? This is kind of like a 2022 assassin version version of the screwball comedy from 1982. One of my personal favorites, Cannonball Run. Except, hey, the Cannonball Run, except we're going to put it on a train with people trying to kill each other. So, there you go. You've got um, Bullet Train, which I liked, didn't love. 
And a scale of 10, it's a solid uh, 7.5, maybe a 7. 7.25, how about that? Now the next one that I'm going to uh, review is an, actually a Halloween special. And um, I'm going to compare Bullet Train to the special that I reviewed called Werewolf at Night. Now Werewolf at Night really sounds like a horrible kind of like 80s Friday night sitcom for the family. He's a dad by night, but or a dad by day, werewolf at night. Oh, yeah, something silly like that. Um, but actually, it's based on a 1970s Marvel comic book, and Werewolf at Night is a really kind of cool, fun homage to black and white monster movies that I grew up with. Um, that before streaming and uh DVDs and all this other stuff. In the afternoon, you would sometimes just turn on the station and watch a monster movie. That is exactly what Werewolf at Night is about. Um, and actually, it's not even really scary or that much of a horror movie. It's mostly a comedy, um, at least for the first part, uh, which you can find on Disney Plus, by the way. And it would fit very well in the same world. Um, of a show that I love and I've talked a lot about here on my friend's place many many times it actually would pair really well with what we do in the shadows the vampire comedy um so werewolf at night has a really classic uh, setup you have these monster hunters meeting up in a spooky mansion basically to uh, fight over this MacGuffin and truthfully I barely even remember what the MacGuffin is I think it was called a bloodstone which had some kind of powers that it gave the, the person that had it. Um, anyway, it's some like red magic stone or another. Um, but the movie is really great, and it's not even a movie. It's a special, because it's not even an hour long, so I keep calling it a movie. But it's just an extended like television show. Um, but it's really great in, like I said, so many ways, especially the costume design, really good sound design. There's casting again. Just like Bullet Train, it's got great casting. And it does look amazing in black and white. And normally, if something's in black and white, I'm kind of automatically suspect, like, oh, this is going to be like a kind of an art film. Uh, but uh, Werewolf at Night is definitely not an art film, although it does have some very arty shots. Now, take this um, movie, which comes in at just 55 minutes long. Um, and it tells one great self-contained story. Um, now compare that to Bullet Train, which is two hours and ten minutes long. So you could watch um, Werewolf at Night almost two and a half times that it would take you to watch um, Bullet Train. And it just makes such a difference when the pacing is right and you're not sitting around like, waiting for the movie to end, like I was with Bullet Train. Um, so, I'm going to get on my uh, soapbox here. Please, Hollywood, can we get back to the 90-minute or the 1-hour, 45-minute movie? Um, at some point, people have to get up and pee. And i got to tell you, personally, my attention span has been destroyed after you know more than a decade-plus with... Apple phones and laptops and really strong internet connections. So please, Marvel people, please, other movie directors, 
we don't need um, two hour and half hour uh, superhero movies or comedies or action comedies. Let's shave some time off of that. Save two and a half hours for films that really deserve it and have something really important to say. We don't need a two and a half hour Thor, for example, or two hour and 15 minute bullet train. Anywho, off my soapbox, can we get some shorter movies, please? Anywho, uh, from the Bullet Train soundtrack, actually the very first song you hear in the movie, which is a really great cover of the Bee Gees, it's from Abu-chan, called Staying Alive, and you're listening to My Friend's Place on WGUTLP Game Zone.
That's a new one from Gorillas called Baby Queen. You heard it last week. You're hearing it again this week here on My Friend's Place as we are huge Gorillas fans and they have a brand new album coming out and I assume a tour to follow. Um, before that, in the mix, leading things off in that set, you had a song from the Bullet Train soundtrack, Abu Chan, covering one of the all-time great pop disco songs, uh, Staying Alive from the Bee Gees, and uh, that's the opening song in that movie, um, which I liked a lot, but it was a little bit too long. Uh, then after that, you had music from Hand Habits called Greatest Weapon. Then it was one from Fake Palms called Flags. Then you heard Wet Leg Loving You, the demo version of that song, which I actually liked that recording better than the one that they released as an album. And there you go. You caught up to everything you've heard this week here on My Friend's Place. So let's get into it. Let's do a little bit of Snuffed Out. So each week, not each week, but a lot of weeks, I try to bring you the best of Snuffy Smith cartoons, which you can still find locally in your Gainesville Sun. Um, they actually still print a newspaper. Um, but I've gone online this time to comicskingdom.com. So if you want to see you know, my reenactment and uh, how faithful my interpretation is to the original, Pretty easy to do online. So here we go. We got uh, Stuffy Smith. This one's from the Sunday, October 9th uh, paper. So it's a Sunday uh, cartoon, meaning that we have more panels than usual. So let's see. We've got three, six panels all together. And um, in the first panel, we've got uh, Stuffy Smith doing one of his favorite leisure activities, which is uh, a lot of people in the South like to do this. It's sleeping right next to a stump. All right, so here we go. I'm, uh, panel number one. Cough, cough, hiccup, burp, achoo. So then in panel number two, we have Stuffy Smith's younger child, who's always wearing a very authentic uh, southern coonskin hat. I believe his name is Jug Hade, but I think it's pronounced in the southern vernacular Jug Head, like that. Um, but anyway, we've got Jug Hade, or Jug Head, depending how you want to... Uh, pronounce that he's coming in he hears a uh, stuffy smith sleeping doing that and he says ladies and gentlemen snuffy smith one man band so i'm pretty sure the author there john rose is making some kind of a, a political statement um stuffy smith is a very working class man and there are issues trying to get health care especially like in the rural south so he's got all these like health ailments coming together and they are so bad and they make so much noise that the little jughead um, it sounds like he's trying to play music between his coughs his uh, gassy burps his sneezing and his hiccups so that's panel one panel number two let's jump on down panel number three this week um, so we've moved locations Stuffy Smith is no longer sleeping next to a stump. And uh, you find that happening quite often in the South as the working man is totally overworked, working two or three jobs. And now we've got the working man, Stuffy Smith. Looks like he's passed out in a rocking chair in his cabin. Um, also, his wife, Louise, is in this panel in her traditional headscarf and red dress. Um, so here's Stuffy Smith. Hick, hick, hiccup. Hiccup, hick, hick, hiccup, hiccup, hick, hiccup, hick, hick, hiccup, hick, hick, hiccup, hiccup. Now we got Louise speaking. Jeez, Paul, that's a pretty bad case of hiccups you got there. Let's move to the next panel. 
Uh, Stuffy Smith is uh, replying, I hick chop everything, but I can't get him to hick. Stop, Maul. Hick, 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 hick up. All right, next panel. Um, so this time, Luigi is out of the view in this panel. It's just Stuffy Smith sitting in his uh, authentic southern rocking chair. And this is Luigi speaking. By the way, Paul, I put job applications in for y'all all over Piney Creek. And you kind of see Stuffy Smith's got a very concerned look on his face in this panel. And out of his mouth comes, Herc. Um, so very interesting change there. Then in the final panel, here's where the joke really comes all together. You got Stuffy Smith. He's laughing so hard. His uh, wooden rocking chair has fallen over. Louise, she's laughing so hard that her tongue's hanging out of her mouth and her eyes are closed. Uh, so here we go. Um, last panel, um, after she told uh, Stumpy about the job applications. So we got Stumpy Smith yelling, They're gone! And then you got Louise. A good scare works every time. All right. So there you go. Um, clearly, John Rose in this um, political statement is saying something about the frustration of the working man. Uh, all these job applications, none of these jobs are spiritually or even possibly financially satisfactory. Um, so the idea for this working class man to have to get one of these jobs is so scary. It's so frightening that it can actually scare away the hiccups. And uh, there you go. Hope you enjoyed this edition of Get Snuffed. Let's jump more back into uh, new music. The band name is Half Gringa. The song name is Miranda. And thank you for listening to my friend's place on WGOT LP Gainesville.
From master of deception and subterfuge You've made yourself quite the bed to lie in Do your time traveling through the tanning booth So you don't let the sun catch you crying Ball, I know what you're thinking. My teeth are beating and my knees are weak. It's as if there's something up with the wiring. Watching your every move, I feel the tears are coming on. It won't be long, it won't be long. Straight from the cover shoot, steal a trace of body paint on your legs and on your arms and on your face. Keeping on my costume and calling it a writing tool. And if you're thinking of me, I'm probably thinking of you.
That is Magdalena Bay with Unconditional here on my friend's place on the BGOTLP Gainesville. Before that, you heard Half Gringa with Miranda. Then it was Heather Trost with Bluefish. Then new music from Thundercast um, doing a tribute to Ryuchi Sakamoto at the, with A Thousand Knives uh, to the Moon and Back. Then when you heard last week as well, Arctic Monkeys of New Music, that one's Body Paint. And then I got a little bit uh, electronic again with TFD Him. And then there you go. You caught up to everything you've heard this week here on My Friend's Place. Quick reminder, WGOT is available a lot of different ways. If you want to help us out financially, we're on Patreon.com. If you just want to listen to us um, at your own convenience when you're outside of the car, you can go to WGOT.org for the best way to stream the channel. Also, if you just want to see silly memes and other stuff that we're doing around the station, you can like our Facebook page at uh, WGOT at Facebook, or not exactly how that works. Go to Facebook and search for WGOT, and if you're searching for something and you want to hear this episode or past episodes of My Friend's Place, you can find me easily online, too, by searching for Cramela, which is C-R-A. M-E-L-A. And like I mentioned, I'm right up against the top of the hour. So I've got great new music coming in, either from Fred with Stripped or uh, Marcus with um, Departure or maybe H.R. Gertner with Red Pony Music Hour. Please stay tuned for any one of those three shows, depending on what day you're uh, tuning in. But I've got a nice, cool, weird closer this week. Um, I've never heard of this band before, so I guess I'm uh, just now discovering. But the band's name is Smidley, and a song you're going to hear from Smidley. It's called Another Devil. Thank you again for listening this week. I'll be back, uh, same time, same channel next week. Until then, adios. (laughs) 